It's the new year, everyone. A time for new commitments, new outlooks, and new podcasts. Well, that last one might be more exclusive than the others, but if you're here, that makes you exclusive because you're listening to the first episode released by the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Now, before we dive into the episode, I think introductions and explanations are in order. The Inspired Incompetence Podcast is a group of friends who love playing tabletop RPGs, but most regularly Pathfinder, with me, Alex, as the Game Master. If that's your thing, then we're going to get along great. If that's not your thing, or if you have no idea what a tabletop RPG is, then stick around anyway, and maybe we can still be friends. At its core, this podcast is a group of friends having fun and telling stories about magic, heroes, and monsters. And those stories are told through the lens of the Pathfinder 1st Edition rules. Okay, with introductions out of the way, on to explanations. If you've been at all active or even present within our social media circles, then you know that our scheduled debut was going to be the beginning of a long-term campaign called Tyrant's Grasp. Unfortunately, 2020 brought his uncle COVID to beat up one of our own, and when we were supposed to be recording our first session of Tyrant's Grasp, Matt was battling for his health. He got worse before he got better, and even now, he's still slowly recovering. Meanwhile, the rest of us needed to deal with the reality that the window of getting our first session recorded, edited, and released was closing. At the end of it all, Matt's health was the most important thing to us, but we still had a responsibility to the podcast, you know? We refused to begin Tyrant's Grasp without our full group present, but we also refused to let our situation stop us from releasing something else instead. So, while this isn't the big, grand entrance we had planned out, consider this week and next week to be a warm-up for the main event. It has nothing to do with Tyrant's Grasp, but it was fun to play, and we hope you like it. And welcome to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Probably not the worst thing you'll do today. And today, we're doing an episode of Side Action. Because uh, Matt's dying and Joe is... Who knows? Moving on. <laughs> so today, we're playing a little module called Weeby Goblins. This For anybody who listens to this and wants to play this for themselves, this is actually available to download for free uh, on the Paizo website. So go ahead and uh, download it. And spoilers, there's goblins. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go through and uh, let's meet our aspiring goblin heroes. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. I'm playing Retta Big Bad, the goblin fighter. Uh, anything interesting about Retta you want to share? I mean, all of it. It's so great. <laughs> I'm so excited to play a goblin. Uh, there's not one, I mean, I'm a level one fighter, so overall, not much to say there. 
All right, moving on. Hey, Tom, uh, why don't you tell us about the goblin that you're playing today? And he's Chuffy. And uh, Chuffy like meat make you sick. Chuffy's face might make you sick, but Chuffy's knife is awful quick. And if you are is stabby pick, the knife goes in you. Stick, stick, stick. Very nice, Chuffy. I feel like I should be petted after that. (laughs) I don't think I want to go near you, what with your uh, horrible-looking face and your threats. I also have a pet toad named Fat Frog. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, goblin number three. I am Pogue. I am am a cleric, and I have a pet toad named Dogfinder. Very good. Uh, is that your original toad, Poog? No, this is my replacement toad. As oh, what? My well, he, how, well, he's my lucky toad, Dogfinder. But my first lucky toad, who was not so lucky, I keep dried in my pocket. <laughs> Just in he case. doesn't have a name because he wasn't lucky enough. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, you are goblins of the Licto tribe who live deep in Brinestump Marsh, south of the hated man town called Sandpoint. Once other goblins tried to burn Sandpoint down, and they would have been legends if they had succeeded, but they didn't bring enough fire and got themselves killed as a result. Yesterday, your tribe discovered that one of your own had been using forbidden arts and was engaged in one of the greatest of taboos, Writing things down. (gasps) In fact, Ah! rumor holds that what he was writing was a history of your tribe. What an asshole. The bastard. (laughs) Total dick. There's no swifter way to bring about bad luck than stealing words out of your mind by writing them down. And so your tribe had no choice. You branded the goblin's face with letters to punish him, which is why everyone calls him Scribbleface now. And then you ran him out of town, took all of his stuff, and burned down his hut. Yeah, don't steal my mind words. That's where things got interesting. Because before you all burned down his hut, Chief Gutwad found a weird box within the building. Inside was a map and a lot of fireworks. Fireworks that immediately came to use in burning down the hut. Then, this morning... Gutwad announced that tonight there would be a feast in order to drive out any lingering bad luck from Scribbleface's poor decisions. But perhaps even more exciting, all of you have been secretly invited to meet at Chief Gutwad's moot house. Why would the chief want to speak to you? It can only mean that he's got an important mission for you all, one that the other goblins of the tribe couldn't pull off. This could be your chance to go down in Licktoad history. All right, um, and I would just like to add in uh, Chief Gutwad. His full, uh, his full, the proper uh, way to refer to him is his mighty girthness, Chief Rendwaddle Gutwad. Our adventure begins with our three heroes, Retta, Chuffy, and Poog. You're all approaching Chief Gutwad's moot house at the center of the village. You approach the house, and the little door in front cracks open, and you hear. A high-pitched, nasally voice. Enter! I enter. Uh, I go in. (laughs) Yeah, I enter. All right, so you three enter, and uh, you see Chief Advisor Slorb 
who is uh Chief Gutwad's well, chief advisor. Um you all know that uh you all know that it, it is a known fact uh that Chief Gutwad does not speak directly to his subjects. Uh instead he employs uh Slorb here to uh he whispers instructions to him and Slorb then uh says it out loud for everybody. The words that come from Chief Gutwad's mouth are so mighty uh, that they might frighten away all the words in the heads of lesser goblins. So you are relieved to see him. Uh, otherwise, whew, you wouldn't be able to talk to Chief Gutwad. I don't want my ears to bleed. Yeah, that's the worst. I tug at my ears reflexively. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in with my f- fingers in my ears just in case. <laughs> you enter and you approach uh, Chief Gutwad atop his uh, teeter chair, which is about six feet tall, and uh, so he is, uh, therefore, uh, towering above all of you. Slorb asks you all to uh, sit in front of the chief in the dirt, which is, I don't need to tell you, a great honor. I like sitting on the dirt. I lay on the dirt. Sit down quietly. So once you're all comfortable, to your surprise, instead of whispering to Slorb, Chief Gutwad speaks aloud for you all to hear. Oh, my ears! I, sh- I shove two <laughs> fingers in my ears immediately. Take your fingers out of your ears. Aww. You are mighty goblins. My words will not scare your words away. <laughs> I look around and wonder. <gasps> I forget how to speak. <laughs> I-, I look up at my toad and I say, Did you hear that, dog finder? I'm mighty. <laughs> <laughs> So, you, yes, very good. You all be heroes, each of you. You are best lick toads, but for me, and maybe but for Slorb. That you aren't fleeing in terror from mighty sound of my voice is all the proof you should need. Yet soon all lick toad goblins will know your might, for I have picked you for a dangerous mission. You know about fireworks and map we found in Scribbleface's hut. I hiss at the name of Scribbleface. Uh, Slorb reflexively uh, joins in with your hissing. Fireworks were fun, but map is more fun. It shows a route to a place near the coast where Scribbleface found fireworks, and it says there are more fireworks there. I want them for lick toads. You all go get them tomorrow. Tonight, we have big bonfire to burn bad luck away from you. And we play many games. Much fun. Tomorrow, you fetch me fireworks. If you meet men, you make them dead. If you meet dogs, you make them dead. If you meet horses, you make them dead. If you meet lost legs, eat goblin babies many, you maybe should run. And if you not find fireworks, you not come back or we feed you to Squealy Nord. Not Nord? I kind of cuddle my toad and say, it's okay. He can't steal our mind words anymore. Gutwad just kind of like sits there, like looking blankly at you guys. We will do this. <laughs> and I stand up, excited. I am mighty. And after like a minute of like awkward silence, Chief Gutwad says, Now leave. Okay. I'll, I'll leave. I follow behind. Okay, so you all you all leave. And uh I'll, Chief Gutwad mentioned uh Squealy Nord, uh, saying that he would uh, feed you guys to Squealy Nord if you fail. You know that Squealy Nord is the uh, the vicious uh, uh, the vicious hog that you guys 
upkeep in the in the village. He mentioned uh, a creature called Lot's Legs Eats Goblin Babies Many, also known as Lot's Legs. Uh, and you know that this is a terrifying giant spider that lives in the forest and has been known to eat many goblin babies. At this point, why don't you guys give me knowledge local checks? Okay. And you can make these untrained because this pertains to the swamp that you live in. Yeah, I got an 11. Oh, 13, a lucky number. Uh, how about you, Poog? Poog got a nine. I'll give you guys two pieces of information about the general area. So you live in the Brine Stump Marsh. The marsh is a place of great bounty with lots of places to hide and lots of delicious things to eat. Some of those things are kind of poisonous, though, so take care. One of the best things about the marsh is that the humans don't normally come into it. They're afraid of the monsters, which are a concern, but if you know about them before they find out about you, running away is always an option. Among the dangers that you can expect to face in the portion of the Brinestump Marsh that you'll be heading through are wild dogs, giant bugs, giant snakes, and giant frogs. Oh, and lots, lots legs eat goblin babies many, and maybe Vorka. And I'll also tell you about Vorka. One of the greatest terrors of the swamp, at least to the Lictodes, is old Vorka, a ravenous cannibal goblin who legend tells was once the wife of a Lictoed chieftain. She murdered and ate that chieftain, as well as several other goblins, before she was driven out of the town many years ago. Since then, the story says that she's lived alone somewhere along the coast of the west of Lictoed village, and while she's never returned, most goblins go missing in that part of the swamp, and are assumed to have been eaten by the cannibal. All right, so here we go. Uh, the goblins toil all afternoon to build the bonfire out of branches, sticks, and unburnt timbers taken from the ruins of Scribbleface's hut. As night falls, a group of four struggling goblins carry the teeter chair, with Chief Gutwad sitting atop it, out to the bonfire, and the chief lights the fire with a candle. This signals the start of an all-night party that features lots of good things to eat, snails, fish, and snakes, and gives you all a chance to enjoy being goblins. So, go, be goblins. Mmm, snails are my favorite. I think I'm going to go eat some snakes. Uh, can we get into an eating competition? <laughs> can you? If you ask about an eating competition, yeah. one of the goblins uh, shouts out, Bull slugs! And then uh, some other goblins go, Bull slugs! And then everybody's like, Bull slugs! Bull slugs! Bull slugs! Bull slugs! Bull slugs! Everybody basically knows that you three are going out on this grand adventure tomorrow morning. So you guys are like the celebrities of this party. Besides Gutwad, of course. Uh, so all of the goblins, they like surround you guys and they're all shouting bull slugs and uh, several of them have a like a burlap bag. It's just filled with like wriggling, writhing stuff inside it. And everybody's like, I dare you to eat a bag of bull slugs real quick. Yeah, real quick. I dare you to eat a bag of bull slugs real quick. And each of you are have a bag shoved into your hands. Now, you don't even need to make this roll. You all know what bull slugs are. They are black, wriggling slugs the size of sausages. Even among the goblins, they're considered particularly foul-tasting, and because of the large amounts of slime they exude, difficult to chew. Uh, so you are all being dared to eat a bag of bull slugs real quick. 
Anybody uh, going to turn this down, or are you all diving head first? Yum! I start eating them. Okay. So each of you have five slugs in your bag. Uh, successfully eating one requires a, a DC 15 fortitude save. Okay. But the the DC drops to 10 if you don't bother to spit out the slug's mildly poisonous slime bladder. But neglecting to take care not to eat the slime bladder could have repercussions, but who cares about that? So basically, the fortitude saves is a, a way to kind of uh, contextualize like how quickly you can chew these things up and swallow them. And the slime, uh, the slime bladder is kind of like like the peach core inside the slug. If you spit that out, it takes longer because the thing's so sticky and mucusy. But then you'll have less chance of being poisoned. For everybody who wants to do this, I need, give me five fortitude saves. 10, 10, 18, 12, 18. Okay. Were you spitting out these slime sacks or are you just chewing the whole thing wholesale? I think I would have chewed the slime sacks as well. Okay. Who wants to go next? So here comes five D20s. Uh-oh. <laughs> So that, <laughs> that first one is a 6, and then a 14, 18, 8, 14. Okay. It's taken you a long time. The, sli- the slime the slime bladders are, like, they're, like, really sticking to your teeth, and, like, just it's just really hard to spit these things back out once they're in your mouth, and it's really slowing you down. Poog, how about you? Okay, so I'm going to pick one up, toss it in my mouth, Get about two bites in, and you see me go just a super lighter color of green than my normal tone, and I puke all over myself. Oh, no. Pooh puked the slug up. That was disgusting. I puke. (laughs) The goblins are... (laughs) I'm still mighty. Okay, so that means, though, that Chuffy... Little scrapper successfully ate a bag of bull slugs real quick. I'm gonna walk up the chuffy. I bet you can't eat mine too. Bull slugs, bull slugs, bull slugs. <laughs> chuffy, you've been dared to eat three more bull slugs. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat them. I turn to the crowd and see if I can get everybody excited. Oh, that first one though. Oh. <laughs> More like stuffy. <laughs> Six, 21, 12, but I assume I don't make it past that first one. Oh, no, you make it past the first one. It just takes you forever. So, <laughs> you're at least you're working on that first one. See, I told you my slugs were extra slimy. I was like, <laughs> Truffies can't even eat the, the five plus first slug. <laughs> so, it, it takes Chuffy. Uh, Another couple minutes to eat these three slugs, but he eventually eats them. Now, Chuffy, I'm going to need a final <laughs> fortitude save from you. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Chuffy feeling his oats. 22. Let's go. Oh, my God. Chuffy, is that a nap? Yeah. 20? <laughs> eats the last one and the one I puked up. <laughs> Licks the floor clean. Chuffy, it turns out, has a taste for these, even though most goblins find them disgusting. The final fortitude save 
was DC 15 with a cumulative minus one penalty for every DC 10 save you chose to make. So mathematically, you couldn't make that save, but a natural 20 is an automatic oh success. Oh my God. <laughs> with Rita's three, it was a DC 23. Oh my God. <laughs> But with a natural 20, you fucking got it. Chuffy is like the coleslaw-eating little rebel he is uh, of the reality. No, nobody tell him it was slugs. It was escargot, not coleslaw. I just imagine like Chuffy's just going to be like sweating poison out of his pores all night instead of his body actually like reacting oh, to God, it. He'd be so slimy. <laughs> Yeah, he's just going to be just, like, excreting mucus all he's night. He's got the slug sweats. <laughs> he's just sticky slug. now. The slug sweats. Uh. I hate it when I go to Texas Day Brazil and I get the slug sweats. <laughs> okay, so, Chuffy, you're, you're getting a rounds of applause from all the goblins. Eventually, you see Chief Gutwad uh, is approaching you. He's still sitting in his chair. He just has four goblins have picked his uh, teeter chair up and they're carrying him closer to you. And he says, oh, Chuffy, you ate those bull slugs real quick. That was very, very gross, even for me. However, that makes you a very mighty goblin. Here, I, as a reward, I will give you Gorge of Gluttons on loan. You must give it back to Chief Gutwad when you are done, or else I will feed you, or else I will feed you to Squealynord. Oh. Uh, so he hands you Gorge of Gluttons, a plus one dog slicer. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and it functions as a bane weapon when utilized against horses. Ooh, that's a spicy boy. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, a, it's a great honor, truly. I'm so excited about tomorrow. Yes, you are. Chief Gutwad mentions Squealy Nord. All the goblins are like, oh, dance with Squealy Nord! Dance with Squealy Nord! And everybody starts chanting, dance with Squealy Nord! Dance with Squealy Nord! And they all, like, you are all pushed over to this, this, like, dug-in pen that's just kind of, like, carved out of the, the, the dirt and mud. It's, it's just, like, basically a hole. Like it's like it's like a big hole. It's uh, ten. It's ten feet deep, and it's twenty feet in diameter. And uh, Retta dance and Retta fight. Retta play with pigs tonight, and I'm gonna hop in. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so so Squealy Nord, the fearsome boar, who lives in the muddy pit in the middle of the village, does not like to be ridden. To successfully dance with Squealy Nord, you need to ride him for three rounds straight. So Squealy Nord is tethered into his normal spot and then he is released into the pit from a narrow corral with the mounted goblin in this case uh retta clinging onto his back uh and generally screaming a lot a dc 15 ride check is required with each round to stay on nord's back as he races about all right so uh you like lower yourself onto squealy nord who's just kind of like Who's, who's tethered in place, and he just immediately, like, he just starts, like, shaking, just, like, like twitching. <laughs> and, pull uh, the hair out. And, uh, they, and they release the tether, and he, and off he goes into the, into the pen, and he starts <laughs> trying to, he starts trying to buck you off his back. I need three ride checks. I got a 30 on my first roll. 
Oh, nice. 13 on my second and a 14 on my third. Okay. Uh, your first ride check was so good. Your second and third ride checks are going to get a tiny little bonus, which will happen to be just enough to stay on Squealy Nord for three rounds. But at the end of that third round, I need a reflex save. Oh. Uh-oh. How's the dismount? Should have. I should have seen this coming. <laughs> Uh-oh. I got an eight. Okay. Less than stellar. Okay, so you fall off of Nord's back. And even though you stayed on for three rounds, uh, all the uh, the watching goblins are like, <laughs> look, look, he fall, he fall down, go boom. <laughs> I'm going to glare at the goblin that said that. I'll fight you next. <laughs> you can't fight me. You're down in pen. <laughs> I'm going to start charging at him. Well, he's up on like. I know. Oh, <laughs> he's going to okay. run right into the wall. <laughs> yeah, just... I'm, I'm just going to start trying to scramble up the wall. <laughs> Uh, the 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 one who you're who charging at he uh, he gets himself well out of safety by the time you get up there and you can't find him. Does anybody else want to take a turn on uh, Squealy Nora? Uh, Scruffy does. I knew he would. All right, so you get yourself on Squealy Nora after they get him tethered into his uh, little spot again, and he is released. Ah! <laughs> Give me three ride checks. First one is a 15. Second one is a 27. Third one is a 17. Chuffy the Sticky! Wow. <laughs> so Chuffy stays on Nord for three rounds, and you're even able to dismount with no issues. And all the goblins are like, yay, Chuffy, Chuffy! He's, it's because he's so sticky with all the black slugs, Chuffy! Dismount and... You like swing your leg around to get off of Squealy Nord. And it's just <laughs> Poog. Are you going to take a ride on Squealy Nord? Uh, I, I was going to, but after seeing Chuffy, I sit my puke-covered ass back down, not looking to embarrass myself any further. You feel quite embarrassed, and all the goblins are like, "Poog won't ride Squealy Nord. Poog's too afraid of Squealy Nord. Poog shouldn't go on the adventure tomorrow. Not afraid of nothing." I hop over the railing into the pen. Ah ha ha. All right, Pooh, give me three ride checks. Inside, I'm terrified and I'm shaking. <laughs> it might still be sticky. <laughs> First one is a 16, then a 10, and then a 9. All right, you stay on him for the, for the first round, but after that, you get thrown right off, and you come this close to squishing your lucky frog, but you don't. Oh, how lucky. <laughs> <laughs> the, go- the, the goblins, they're just like cheering. They're like, yeah, Poog! I get up and I'm like rubbing my head. I told you I'm not afraid. You just kind of get like circumstantial headbutt from Squealy Nord as he like runs around the pen in a panic. Ow! Uh, but after that, he, he goes back into his, his, his little safe space. I'm going to help Poog out of the pit. I, I take his hand. Oh, that's nice. Somebody's got manners. You did okay. You fell, but you did okay. It was my lucky toad's fault. All right, so both Chuffy and Retta successfully rode Squealy Nord for three rounds. So Chief Gutwad rewards each of you with a Dragon Brew Gourd, uh, which is mechanically an Elixir of Fire Breath. Ooh, an Elixir of Fire Breath. I love fire. Gutwad says... Use use fire sneeze water on your adventure to help get more fireworks. 
Uh, so here is what Elixir Fire Breath does. This strange bubbling elixir bestows upon the drinker the ability to spit gouts of flame. He can breathe fire up to three times, each time dealing 46 points of fire damage to a single target up to 25 feet away. The victim can attempt a DC 13 reflex save for half damage. Unused blasts of fire dissipate one hour after the liquid is consumed. Oh, that's awesome. Once Poog is out of the pen, the goblins start uh, shouting, Hide or get clubbed! Go hide or get clubbed! I'm clubbing! It's just one abusive game after another. <laughs> I love it. It's so goblin. You, you all know this game. It's basically hide, hide and seek, except you get clubbed when you get found. Uh, so you're free to go hide in the woods or in the village or wherever. And like the goblins are just kind of like standing around looking straight up at the at the, the canopy of the of the swamp. Just going one, one plus one, one plus one plus one, four. I run off and hide. Yeah, I, I run off, too. What? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I wish I knew more of our surroundings. What do you, What do you What do you want to work with? Like, is there something like, you know, a pile of leaves or sticks that I can bury myself in? Oh, there's the rusty ear biter. Can I get a little more information before I bury myself in that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's uh, that's the most self uh, self explaining thing I've I mean, ever. I mean, that said. could be so many things. <laughs> the infamous rusty ear biter is a hollow coil of rusty wires, barrel hoops, bent swords, and thorny branches and vines that's kept behind the moot house when not in use. Perfect. Uh, so named for the fact that it's claimed a number of goblin ears in the past. I dive into that. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Dangerous dive. verb, my friend. Oh, oh my no. God. Head first. I cannonball. <laughs> in my panic to not get clubbed, I forget this can hurt me. <laughs> I, I belly flop into the rusty ear biter. So first I need an escape artist check from Poog. Too easy. Pretty sure I don't have that skill or any ranks in it, so. <laughs> three. Three. Oh, no. I said I dived without even thinking about the pain that it could induce. That's a very low number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's claiming another goblin ear tonight, boys. <laughs> Physician, heal thyself. You fail to uh, wriggle your way into the rusty ear biter, but you also don't. You all. You also manage to avoid any damage. Uh, that was a full round action to try to uh, immerse yourself in there. So you're free to try again before they finish counting to uh, five plus one plus four. I got time. Wait, <laughs> did it do it again? <laughs> three. I I just kind of keep pushing and not not understanding why I don't go into it. This time you take two points of damage. I will do it a third time if I can. All right, this is your last chance before they finish counting. Number three is the lucky one. Puga's mighty. Fifteen. All right, so they so they they finish counting at like the exact moment that you manage to just kind of like, ooh, like you get you get partially inside this thing and you are uh, you are out of sight. Now I would like stealth checks from everybody. Uh, real quick. I'm yes. actually going, uh, I pull out a vial and I drink it and it is a potion of jump. 
Ooh, okay. I am going to jump to the trees. Okay. Uh, all right, I'll give you a bonus for that, being able to uh, jump up real high. Uh, so give me a... First, give me an acrobatics check with the uh, the bonus that that potion gave you. 20. Okay, I believe that gets you five feet in the air. Uh, so you're able to go to what, to, to you and me, would look like a low-hanging branch, but Chuffy is able to jump up there, and you feel like you're on top of the world right now. Only Chief Gutwad's teeter chair is taller than this branch. Uh, so I will give you a nice little bonus on your stealth check, uh, which I now need from everybody. Yeah. I got a 21. A 14. Holy shit. It's a plus 16. Uh, 27. Wow. Okay, let's see. So here's what I'm told to do in the book. Once you all are hidden, I need to roll 1d10 for each of you to determine how many goblins come close enough to your hiding spot to attempt a perception check. And the perception check modifier for these goblins is negative one. (laughs) So (laughs) literally none of the goblins can find you guys. I forgot to tell you guys, but uh, so... Pooh got a plus 10 bonus to his stealth because he's inside the rusty ear biter. Chuffy, I gave you a plus four bonus for being up on the five foot tall branch. And I and I think without those bonuses, you guys are still all over 20. No, I was only 14. Oh, you're 14? Well, so yeah, with uh, being in the ear biter, you're at 24. So <laughs> literally none of the goblins can find you. So after about an hour passes... The goblins are just like, where the heck are those guys? All right, come out. You guys win. We can't find you. I come out of the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we didn't check. Are you ready to hide now? (laughs) We didn't check the bathroom. Someone's like, I was going to check, but I knocked and somebody said that they were in there. (laughs) It was Retta. Retta was in there. I should have known. Yeah, I hopped down. But Poog, uh, I'm going to need an escape artist (laughs) check. Uh, (laughs) I'm good at those. Get out, of the, out, of, out of the rusty ear biter. <laughs> 13. You fail to get yourself out of the rusty ear biter. And the goblins are like, where's Poog? Poog, we said you can come out. Come on. <laughs> Give me another escape artist check. I'm here. I pop out. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I said I got a 13. I know. And I said you took. Oh, di- Whether or not I said it. You failed to get out. Oh, oh. All right, then we'll change that to, ah, my ear. Do I need to roll another escape artist check? Yeah, dude, you can't get <laughs> out of that thing. <laughs> Fifteen. Hey. So they're like, seriously, Pooh, where did you go? I, I can hear you. I can't see you. <gasps> and they see Pooh kind of cartwheel his way out of the rusty ear biter. <laughs> Clutching one ear. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you only took two damage total from being in there. I think your ear's okay. I mean, it still hurts. It definitely hurts, but you still have both ears. Well, I, I wasn't implying I lost the deer. Uh, well, that's a real possibility. Uh, so everybody's just, <gasps> just in awe that a you chose to hide in the rusty ear biter, and b you were you were able to get in and out uh, relatively unharmed. The chief Gutwad is. He says, "Very good. Goblins who are able to hide are able to stab." The bad guys easier. 
You are good goblins. You are smart goblins to be able to hide where you hid. And he gives each of you uh, a ring that lets you climb real good, also known as a ring of climbing. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and he says, these rings, like Gorge of Gluttons, are on loan from Gutwad. When you come back from your adventure, you must give them back to Gutwad, or I will feed you to Squealy Nord. So while wearing these rings, you each get a plus five bonus on climb checks. But Poog... Me? He says, and Poog, for hiding in the rusty earbiter and coming out the other side, you get one of the tribe's most coveted items. My personal, very useful robe that is useful. And he uh, he kind of like leans to the side and like pulls out this pretty gross looking robe that's got like all tattered and ripped and it looked like he was like sitting on it as cushioning and he throws it down at you. <gasps> it's so useful. This is a robe of useful items. Yeah, like I said, it's so useful. And it smells so good. <laughs> I, I imagine it engulfs me too, considering I'm probably smaller than he is. Less girthy, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so a character who dons this battered robe notes that its patches rearrange into the shapes of various helpful but mundane items. Only the wearer of the robe can see these patches, recognize them for what they are, for what they become, and detach them. One patch can be detached each round. Detaching a patch causes it to become an actual item, as indicated below. A newly created robe of useful items always has two of each of the listed patches. Uh, in addition, the robe has several other patches. Okay, so it's basically like it comes, it comes fully equipped with X, the A, B, and C, and then there's like you roll 44 for other stuff that it has. This robe of useful items has seen better days. And <laughs> the uh, the only four patches left on it are a ladder, a three-legged turtle, a horseshoe, and a bullhorn. Okay. With that, you guys have gone through a, a full night of taking dares from the goblins of your tribe, and you're all feeling pretty good about yourselves. Chuffy, any normal goblin would be uh, quite sick by now after eating all of those black slugs but you just you, you feel fine <laughs> hell i feel, still feel kind of queasy and i only didn't even swallow one <laughs> yeah. i chewed on one a little Chuffy bit the sticky <laughs> you all wake up the next morning at dawn you exit your little huts you're all geared up and ready to go chuffy's got his plus one dog slicer you've all got your magical rings i heft it great honor Chuffy and Retta, you each have your elixirs of fire breath. Mm. And Poog, of course, has his robe of his his very useful robe that is useful. All the goblins are still sleeping, hung over from the night before. But you as you uh as you turn to exit the village, you see So, you all see Chief Gutwad sitting atop his teeter chair, like next to the 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 guard tower which is just like two teeter chairs nailed on top of each other at the edge of town. And he watches you as you approach. So you, you approach Chief Gutwad, and you're sure he has something inspiring and uplifting to say to you. And he, he looks at you for like a full minute of silence. And he says, get fireworks and bring them here to me. And he just points at the, the exit of the town, of the village. Okay. I turn and leave. 
It shall be done. See ya. All right. So you, uh, at one point, you got uh, one of you was given the map to where these fireworks supposedly are, and it's a pretty straightforward map. Luckily, there's no writing on it. Uh, right. It's just, uh, it's all, it's all pictures. It's a, it's a very crudely drawn swamp. Uh, the swamp you recognize it as the swamp that you live in, and there's just like a dotted line from your village to the coast. Who's holding the map? Who is holding the map? Uh, I don't know how to read. <laughs> None of us do. Unfortunately, whoever was supposed to carry the map left it back at the village, and you all discover this once it's far too late to turn back. Works for me. But you have a rough idea of where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. For goblins. So you're walking in the swamp. I need a perception check from everybody. A 20 for Chuffy. 16 for Retta. Eight, a 10. Got it. All right. So, so you're walking through the swamp. You see uh, a little something uh, off the side of the trail. It looks like a, a, a tattered rag or uh, like a mis- a discarded article of clothing or something. Treasures and trinkets. I start jogging over there. Yeah, I, I follow. Indeed, it, it is very trinkety. It is a... It is a very large, it looks like a shirt, maybe uh, once was once worn by a human, but it's got a very large, shiny button on it. I rip the button off the shirt and throw the shirt on the ground and start playing with the button. It's so pretty. No, that's my precious. I pull out my, uh, my dog slicer. It's mine. I pull out my dog slicer. Come and take it then, Chuffy. My money's on Chuffy. Arm wrestle me for it. No. Ugh. It's mine. Here's what we'll do. We'll play a game of hide and seek for it. (laughs) I will hold it and be the seeker. I stick it in my pocket. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) See, you you have your your mini uh, argument about who gets to keep the button, but that's when you notice... Uh, from your new vantage point, that there's a like a small hollow in the undergrowth just beyond the trail, kind of like this. This shirt was was discarded in like the the in between between the trail and the hollow, and there's even more treasure in this hollow. You see gold pieces. You see crossbows. You see shiny. Uh, white rocks, magical potions. Have fun with your shitty button. I grab some gold. <laughs> and as you're moving over to it, that's when you hear a rustle coming in from the trees right above you. Enjoy your gold. It was a booby trap. And you look up and you see lots legs, eats, goblin babies, many, everyone <gasps> roll initiative. I'm not a goblin baby. Lots legs does not seem to care much. All right. Poog. 17. Damn. Retta. 13. 13. Chuffy. Chuffer. 15. Bullah, Chuffer. Ah, uh, Chuffer. Uh, shit. Hold on. I didn't... <laughs> I, I didn't write any of that down. Perfect. That's because you'll get made fun of and kicked out of town. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, okay, so up first is Poog. 
Chuffy and Retta, what were your initiatives? 13. 15. And Lot's Legs, as the ambusher, naturally, goes last. <laughs> Makes sense. He did, he did a poor job ambushing because he failed his stealth check versus everybody's perception check, so there is no surprise round. Uh, instead, we'll jump right to Poog. There's a uh, a man-sized spider next to you. Now, I feel like the chieftain told us to run if we encountered this thing. He said you should maybe run. Okay. Well, I'm still blinded by gold. I got the gold fever, baby. <laughs> nice. Gold. And I'm going to... I'm going to fire off a domain spell-like ability called Firebolt, because I am a firework, baby. <laughs> okay. That's going to provoke from Lot's Legs. I'll concentrate when I do it. Okay. Or do, uh, No, I'll, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm better than Joe. I know how to do this. I will cast defensively, <laughs> not concentrate. <laughs> I got him. Got him. You're not even here, and I got him. <laughs> I'll text him. <laughs> no, he knows. He felt it. He was doing something right now, and he's just like, ow, I got it. <laughs> well, in in this instance, concentrating and casting def- uh, casting defensively is a concentration check. Um. So now, so now that be... I knew what to do, how do I do it? I roll a d20 okay. plus my caster level. Plus your caster level, plus your charisma modifier. So 14. 14. And? It's flat-footed. Yeah. Holy shit, Tom, you're right. It's flat-footed. You don't need to concentrate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Firebolt, baby. Which is good for you, because that would have failed. <laughs> yeah, it would have. <laughs> All right, go ahead and uh, make an attack roll versus Lost Legs' flat-footed touch AC. Okay, so it's going to be an 18 on the 20. Plus Damn. three, 21. Boom. Fireworked. <laughs> uh, he got fireworked real bad. Why don't you go ahead and roll damage? Ooh. Oh, I will. I will. Two. Hiya! All right. So Lots of Legs takes two fire damage as the, the hairs on his legs just like sizzle up and, and uh, Lots of Legs just... And he starts gnashing his mandibles at you. Chuffy. Chuffy the Sticky isn't afraid of no web. I'm going to use that uh, that dog slicer. Okay. 15. 15 is going to beat his flat-footed AC. Go ahead and roll damage. 1d4 plus 2. Plus 1d6 sneak attack because he's flat-footed. <laughs> uh, so 1d4 and then 1d6. 1d4. Yep. And then plus 2. I got four damage with the dog slicer and then an extra two damage with uh, the sneak attack. All right. So Lost Legs takes another six damage. Your dog slicer cuts right through one of uh, Lots Legs' eyes. So he's Lots Legs and fewer eyes. Minus one eye, guys. All right. Now up next is Retta. Retta is going to run up to the spider singing. Retta chop and retta bite. Retta slay and retta fight. Retta stab and retta smite. Retta kills it all just right. <laughs> so what is what is Retta's movement speed? 30 feet. You can get here. Really? Yeah. Do all goblins have a 30-foot move speed? Well, that's what mine says. Wow, yeah, Chuffy's is 30 feet too. Wow, I thought they were all 20 foot. That's awesome. So Chuffy could actually be one space closer. If, if he wants chose. to be. Yeah. And it would allow me to flank. 
Why not? Mine's 30 as well. All right, Retta, what do you do next? I'm going to swing my dog slicer at the spider's tummy. All righty. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Only a 10. A 10 is not high enough to beat Lot's Legs' flat-footed AC. Wait, did you add in flanking to that? No, I did not. So that's a 12, which is enough to beat Lot's no. Legs' flat-footed <laughs> AC. Tee-hee. What a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 1d4 plus 1. Ooh, max roll. Five damage. Also, just FYI, uh, so Retta doesn't have the weapon finesse feat, but with the house rule, it is a finessable weapon. So instead of plus three, like it says on your character sheet, you would have a plus five to hit. Oh, uh, okay. Awesome. Then add more numbers. <laughs> All right, so what'd you get for damage? A five. Man, you guys are chopping up this spider, but Lot's Legs is not done, and now it's his turn. Lot's Legs is going to rear up, and he's going to go after Retta, who just smacked him real good. Oh, and that's an 18 to hit. That hits. You're going to take three damage from its mandibles, and now I need a fortitude save. Alrighty. Well, that's a low number. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I got an eight. Ooh, okay. Reddit, you take one's point of strength damage. Oh, no. As Lot's Legs' venom courses through your veins. Oh, no. But now it is Poog's turn again. Ooh. All right, let's change it up this time. I'm going to swing my dog slicer. Very nice. So this is a d20 plus my dex? That is correct. So, d20 plus two. Uh, d20 Oops. plus three for being small. Okay, it was an unnatural 20. All right, that's going to hit Lot's Legs. Go ahead and roll damage. And it's 1d4 plus 3? Uh, it's just going to be 1d4. Okay. Uno. I nick him. All right, you take a little chunk off of Lot's Legs. Chuffy. Uh, I'm going to go for another little chunk. Maybe he'll fit inside Alrighty. my cage. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Chuffy, is that a natural that one? That is a natural one. Matt, get out the crit cards. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody text him. <laughs> crit card. Oh, shit. Uh, I, we're not doing crit cards tonight, unfortunately. All right. Uh, I just got to... Was... You don't have to roll anything. Yeah, just, the, the confirmation is not this. necessary. Because oh. we got no crit cards, so you just missed. Oh, okay. That's weird, right? All right, so up next is Retta. Retta is going to dive in with another slash at the spider. This time, I think aiming around the legs. Okay. Aiming at lots of legs is lots of legs. Uh, I'm going to try and make them less of legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, a two on the die is a pretty hot start. Oh, that's man. Five, six, seven, nine total after flanking. Yeah, that's not going to do it. There's too many legs. Yeah, the, the legs just kind of like skitter around your blade and you just can't make contact. Shout at it in frustration. <laughs> uh, okay, so Lots Legs is going to turn his attention onto Poog. Uh, so he rears back and he sinks his mandibles into Poog, or he tries to. There's a 13 hit. Nope. And he misses Poog, but... I'm going to need another fortitude save from Retta, please. Oh, no. Oh, that's a 15. 
Oh, you fight off the poison. You just flex it out of your pores like I, I like Chuffy I did I with the some, <laughs> I, say, I chug some of the human perfume that I have on. <laughs> there you go. It gives you strength. Get the, I'll get the yucky smell out of my tummy. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh back to Poog. Um, let's uh let's keep a keep hacking and a slashing. Oh, natural <gasps> twenty. Natural twenty, roll oh, to confirm. Uh, nine plus three, twelve. Twelve will not be enough to confirm, but you did hit him. I did hit him. Roll that d4. Full max damage, four. Oh! And Lot's legs is no more. Uh, That's right. I plunged my dog slicer into that spider. We killed Lot's legs! Poog, poog, poog. So as you're, uh... You're celebrating, you're hooting and hollering, and you look around at the treasure before you, and that's when you see that in addition to treasure, you guys kind of had tunnel vision at first, uh, there are just uh, remnants of uh, corpses and bodies all over this hollow. You see see human corpses, you see goblin corpses, and a lot of the goblin corpses look like tiny little baby goblins. But with that out of the way... Let's look at your loot. All right, so here's here's everything that you've taken. 24 gold pieces, a small-sized masterwork light crossbow with 11 bolts, a single pearl worth 100 gold pieces. We're rich. Two potions of cure moderate wounds, a potion of bull strength, a potion of bear's endurance, and a wax paper sealed package containing six pieces of licorice flavored taffy. I eat one. <laughs> Deserve it after that combat. Yeah, tastes tastes like licorice. Mm. Licorice. I want the pearl. I take the pearl. You got the shiny button, I get the pearl. The pearl. All right, is anyone claiming the potion of bull strength or the potion of bear's endurance? I'll take uh, the bull strength. Uh, I'll take Okay. Uh, unless if, well, yeah, you're a fighter, right? Yeah. I'd probably say take both. Was bears? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if if so, yeah, like player to player, if you want to give Red a both, that's cool. But I would be fine with just strength too. Was bears endurance too? Uh, gives you a plus four enhancement bonus to your constitution, so that would, in effect, give the imbiber. Two extra hit points, and their fortitude save would go up by two. Yeah, I would just give them both. Okay. Uh, is anyone take and drink, but not now. <laughs> Put in my pocket. Hold, hold yourself over with some more perfume. Sip. Uh, is anyone claiming the small masterwork light crossbow? Mm, I don't think so. No, I'll pass. Yeah, it. I'm not gonna. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take it just to hold on to it. Oh, yeah, if nobody to take it. Somebody should take it. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> That's not our mission. Nope, but it was on the it way to your mission. Spoils of the kills go to the killer. Um, all right, so onwards you go, and you uh, you trek through some more of the swamp, and you eventually get to, you're not quite at the coast, but it's close enough to hear the, the faint whoosh of waves crashing on an unseen swampy, swampy shoreline, and it, it's very obvious. Your destination is very obvious once you once you get closer. A large wrecked ship lodged in a shallow pool of swampy water, driven aground, it looks like, decades ago. 
the ship is several hundred feet into the flooded swamp. The ship itself is two ma- is a two-masted sailing vessel with strange faded writing on its bow. It says Mascador or Chainbreaker. Hey, folks. Sorry for interrupting your audio pleasure, but when we originally recorded this episode, we ended up going much longer than anticipated and didn't do our standard sign-off at the appropriate time. So this is me saying this will be the end of part one of We Be Goblins. And to tune in next week for the epic conclusion of Poog the Great and his adventures. See you next week.